Welcome to a Healthy Soul Podcast. My name is Crystal and I'm a functional nutrition coach and an autoimmune warrior. On this podcast, I'll be covering different ways to help you create a quality life and a healthy soul. What's up, guys, and welcome to my first episode on Bright and Healthy Soul. I'm just really excited to start sharing some information with you guys and some tips and tricks on how to create the best quality of life by bettering your health. I truly believe that if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Your ability to crush your business goals or be the best parent or be the best spouse or any of the things that you're trying to do with your life. If you don't have your health, it is going to be extremely difficult, if not impossible to accomplish those goals, to be able to focus, to be able to have the energy that you need to have in order to pay attention to what you're trying to do in order to move your body and do the things that you need to do to accomplish those goals. I know, especially with my kids, if I'm not running around with them or wrestling them or hanging out with them, then our quality time goes down significantly because that's what they like to do. I know with my husband, I need to have the energy to be able to spend extra time with him in the evenings when I've had a hard day at work. And if I don't spend that quality time with him, then our relationship goes downhill. And as far as my business goes, if I don't have the energy or the focus to be able to put into that, then I'm not going anywhere with that either. Having your health on your side is what helps you create, is what creates a quality life, in my opinion. Today, I wanted to share with you guys as the first episode, one of the things that I think is the most important when it comes to accomplishing those goals, when it comes to your health. And how you can help get your health on track. And that is your why. Why are you here in the first place? Why are we doing this? Why am I waking up to go to the gym in the morning? And why am I saying no to that cookie? Like, I want it. (laughs) And the reason I believe that your why is so important is because kind of like that last thing I just said. The ability to say no to the cookie and the ability to have the motivation to go to the gym in the mornings comes from your why. Why are you doing it? If you have just a a pretty general goal, like let's say I want to fit in my bikini and look great on my vacation. That's great. We all want that, right? Like who doesn't want to feel confident and awesome in their bikini on their vacation? And honestly, any reason to take your health seriously, go for it. However, you can always buy a swimsuit that flatters your body. You can always buy a swimsuit cover-up that looks super cute. And because of that, I feel like the reason why you're choosing to get healthy If that's your only reason, it's going to be so much easier for you to slip up and when your coworker brings donuts to work for you to sneak one or for you to not go to the gym because of whatever reason you decide that day. You're too tired or you don't have time or, you know, all the, all the typical things. And clearly the the reason why 
needs to mean something to you. Because the more it means to you, the more important it's going to be. And the more going to the gym is going to be non-negotiable. And the more eating healthy is going to be non-negotiable for you. So I thought I would share with you guys today my story and how I discovered my why. So six years ago, I had my youngest. And after the pregnancy and everything, everything went well. But afterwards, I lost my sense of smell. Weirdest symptom to ever happen to me. Now, your sense of smell is one of those things that you don't really pay attention to all the time. Like unless you're walking past a trash can or a bakery or something that gets your attention with your smell, you're not really paying attention to all the smells all day. So at first, I thought my husband just had like a crazy sense of smell because he could smell things and I couldn't. And I was like, wow, we got a super smells guy over here. Um, I remember at one point when I had started to kind of put the, put the pieces together that I just couldn't smell. I had stuck my whole face like above my crock pot and tried to smell what I made for dinner that night. And I got nothing like it was just completely gone. So naturally I went to an ENT, an ear, nose and throat doctor. And I told them what was going on and they did all the tests. They shoved cameras up my nose. They made me take antibiotics. They put me through a CAT scan. And I think at one point they probably were just like, you are making this up because we can't find anything wrong with you. So they sent me home and they just told me, you know, like, well, you know, we can't figure anything out. So just let us know if anything else comes up. And that was super unsettling. Like not knowing why my smell just disappeared. Like obviously it happened for a reason. Your smell doesn't just go away for no reason. Um, you know, that was, that was weird. But at the same time, I was just kind of shrugged it off. And so that following Halloween, I took my kids trick-or-treating, right? Like all parents do. And in Wyoming, it's cold. It's always like, if it's not snowing on Halloween, it's probably going to snow the next day. I remember as a little girl, I always hated that because I wanted to dress up as a princess and I had to wear a giant winter coat over top of my dress and you couldn't even tell who I was. If I was Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty or <laughs> who, what was going on there. Um, and, and so basically taking my kids trick-or-treating, I was bundled up. I had my coat, I had my gloves, hat, all the things. And I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, these gloves are terrible because my fingers are frozen. My hands were like numb in my gloves, but of course I didn't want to take them off because we're still trick-or-treating. So we get back to the house and the kids are going through their candy and I, my hands are like, my fingers are completely numb at this point. I take off my gloves and my fingers are ghost white. I started freaking out. I thought I had hypothermia. I ran my fingers underwater, trying to warm them back up. And sure enough, it worked. Uh, they came back, they were super tingly, but you know, I was thankful that I was still going to have fingers. But after that, it just kept happening. Like every time I went outside, my fingers would turn white and go numb. They would always come back, but it happened every single time. And when you live in Wyoming, 
that is really annoying because it's cold here all the time, like at least nine months out of the year. And so I was joking around with my nurse friend because, you know, she's being in the medical industry, she's familiar with weird things happening. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just a super dysfunctional human being. I have no sense of smell and my fingers go numb and turn white. I don't know. There's something wrong with me. And she's like, yeah, those are related. And I was like, no, no, like my nose and my fingers really like they're not related. And she's like, no, Crystal, those are related. You need to make an appointment with a neurologist. And I didn't like that answer. I didn't want to think that there was something wrong with my brain. So I put it off. I didn't make the appointment. I wasn't like rushing to the neurologist office. I was just kind of continuing to go through life and trying to manage my symptoms. And shortly after that, uh, my grandpa's health started going downhill pretty quickly. My grandpa was a diabetic and for a good portion of his life, he was commuting back and forth for his job. So when he was commuting, you know, he'd come home and he wouldn't have much energy, at least not enough to like go to the gym. You know, he didn't really want to cook a lot of meals. He definitely was not supporting himself the way that he needed to be given the fact that he had diabetes. And at the end of his life, he was faced with some pretty crazy health complications. Um, he needed his leg amputated, but his heart was not in a condition to allow him to go under anesthesia without dying. Like, just imagine what that looks like. Like, I can't even imagine, honestly, but it's like, you know, your, your leg needs amputated or you're going to die but we can't put you in under anesthesia to get your leg amputated because your heart won't support that and you'll die. He doesn't even really have like a choice in this matter. You know, it's like either way, his option is he dies. Like that's like, nobody should ever have to be in that position. And so obviously him, him passing, you know, hit me pretty hard, but not only in just the fact that he passed, it was also the fact that those are my genetics and that could also at some point be my fate. And I don't, I don't want, you know, after watching that unfold, like, I don't want to have to be faced with that. And so I decided at that point that it was time to start taking care of myself that I needed to start going to the gym. I needed to start eating better. You know, at that point, I didn't really know what I was doing. I knew that sugar was bad. So I stopped giving the, you know, stopped eating that. And let me tell you guys, I totally get it. Giving up sugar is hard. It's not an easy task. Uh, nobody loved coffee creamer more than I did. I was the kind of girl that put a splash of coffee in my creamer, that was hard. But at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. So I gave up the sugar, started going to the gym, and I made the appointment. I decided to finally go to the neurologist and see what was going on. So I go to my appointment and they give me an MRI. 
um, make me do all these tests, like, you know, move your head this way, touch your toes, do this, do that. And, you know, see if my brain's working properly. She had me test all these different scents of like essential oils to see if I could smell one, but not the other. And guys, when I tell you I can't smell, like I literally cannot smell anything. Like being a mom of boys, it's actually kind of nice sometimes because when boys are being boys or the dog eats something that he shouldn't eat, like it is completely, I'm, I'm completely unaffected by it. Um, but that being said, I can't smell the rain or I can't smell fresh baked cookies. So it is kind of a bummer too. And so anyway, she puts me through all these tests and does this blood work. And, and so I get a call about a week later and they call me and they say, yep, you have a really strong positive for an autoimmune disease. We're going to be making you an appointment with a rheumatologist. And I had no idea what that meant. I was super nervous. And of course, because of that, I started Googling everything. I Googled autoimmune diseases and what everything that popped up was, of course, the more common ones like MS, lupus, um, Hashimoto's, Graves disease. So I got myself really familiar with these because I wanted to make sure that I could ask all the right questions and make sure that I kind of knew how to navigate my appointment when I went in. And so I go into my appointment and the doctor sits me down and he's like, well, you know, due to the, the readings that we got from your blood work and from the symptoms that you have, we suspect that you have systemic sclerosis. I did not know what that was. I was not prepared for that. Didn't know what questions to ask. Didn't know what, what any of that meant. But it turns out systemic sclerosis is an overproduction of collagen in your system. So like normally when you cut your finger or you injure yourself in some way, your body sends collagen to that area to help heal it. Um, but when you have an autoimmune disease, your body, that's basically what it's trying to do often is, is heal itself in some way, or it's malfunctioning in some way to where it's attacking itself. And my body is constantly trying to heal itself, even though I'm not injured or didn't cut my finger or, you know, hurt myself in any way. And where this can get dangerous is when it starts affecting your organs. So I have to constantly be checking my lungs and my heart and my kidneys to make sure that they're not being affected, that there's no scar tissue developing in any of those areas, um, just to make sure that, you know, everything's going smoothly. Because what I could be faced with, if it's not, is I could have to get a lung transplant or a heart transplant. And in some situations, it can be fatal. So obviously, after this day of being diagnosed with my autoimmune disease, that became my why. Because I want to be there for my kids when they're growing up. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to have all the symptoms that can come with systemic sclerosis. Because my fingers, for those of you who aren't familiar with the um, the white fingers and, and going numb. It's a symptom called Raynaud's syndrome. 
and it comes with a lot of autoimmune diseases. It can also happen by itself, but it also comes, it mostly comes with autoimmune, but it's not, it's not specific to systemic sclerosis necessarily. Um, but there's tons more symptoms. It's not just the two that I have. And people with autoimmune diseases, you know, if, if you do have one and you're listening, you understand that even something as simple as like a thyroid, you know, having Hashimoto's, these things can wreak havoc on your life. It can totally wipe you out. You can feel super tired and unmotivated. And if you don't give your body the right nutrients and treat it well, it can just continue to get worse and progress and over time can get really bad. Now at my do- at the time of my diagnosis, I was 24 years old. I'm a mom of two boys and I got a family. I can't let that get in my way. Like I have stuff to do on this earth still. Like I have things that I'm trying to accomplish. I don't want to end up like my grandpa even sooner than I thought, you know, like that's, that's a huge, huge why for me. And so, you know, for those of you who are listening, who have been faced with being diagnosed with anything, um, that automatically becomes your why. That's a strong why. But for those of you who haven't, I, I want to help you find it. I want to help you find your strong way because I don't want you to be in a position to where you have to find a why. Unfortunately, I was, you know, I mean, I was in a position where it wasn't just a choice that I was making. It was I mean, it is always a choice, but you know, it, it was a, it was a high pressure choice. It wasn't, I just want to feel good in my swimsuit. It was, I want to be there for my kids. I want to be around. I want to be healthy and happy and, and feel good, you know, and we should all want that. So many people are walking around even without diagnosis that are lacking energy and lacking focus because they're not taking their health seriously even at that point. So today my goal is that if you don't already have a strong why, I wanna help you get one. Because this is how I've been able to stay consistent. This is how I've been able to stay on task. This is how I've been able to stay motivated to feel amazing and crush my goals and not only keep my progression to just the two symptoms. Um, You know, I'm really thankful that that's where I'm at right now and that I've been able to keep it there, but also that I can go do all the other things that I want to do. Like I'm not just preventing my autoimmune disease from progressing. I'm also living my life the way that I want to and excelling in the areas that I want to excel in. So I want to walk you through an exercise uh, to help you find your why. So if you don't already, go grab a notebook and a pen or pencil, and you can pause this while you go get one. But I really think this exercise is super helpful in figuring out your why. So I'm going to start off by asking you a question. 
And feel free to pause this in between questions. I really want you guys to have this be really well thought out and give it, give it a minute to actually, you know, to fill it, fill these out. But your first question is why is making your health a priority important to you? Now, this first question could be something as simple as I want to look good in my bikini when I go on vacation. That's fine. But just first thing that comes to mind, why is it important to you? And now the second question, why is that important to you? The first thing that you wrote down, why is that important to you? And now the third question, why is that important to you? That second thing that you wrote down, why is that important to you? Now, why is that important to you? That third thing that you wrote down, why is that important? What's it going to do for you? How's it going to benefit your life? What's it going to do for you and your family if you make your health a priority? And now again, that fourth thing that you wrote down, why is that important to you? Now, this is where I want you to really not only just think about why it's important to you, but feel it like really dig down deep. Why is this important to you? And now I'm going to ask you one more time, that fifth thing that you wrote down, why is that important to you? What does it mean to you? What will it do for you and your family and your kids or you and your spouse, or just what does it do for you? How is this going to make a difference in your life? Now that sixth thing that you wrote down, I want you to write it on a sticky note. I want you to put it on your bathroom mirror. I want you to take it and I want you to put it as the label on your alarm clock when it goes off in the morning. So it's the first thing you look at. I want you to put it as your reminder, as when you're supposed to go to the gym or when you're supposed to do anything. I want you to surround yourself with this why. Because when you feel like eating a cookie, when you feel like not going to the gym or ordering pizza instead of making dinner, when you feel like giving up on doing the hard things, I want you to remember this why. Because when you remember this why, it's going to bring it back to that feeling, that feeling of why you're doing this in the first place. And I hope that that is a really meaningful why to you. It's important to have these moments where we can really feel like what we're doing is important because it is. It's really important for you to take care of yourself because like I said at the beginning, if you don't have your health, what do you have? What are you able to do? Are you really living your life to the fullest if you don't? I believe the answer to that is no. You're really not. So 
Thank you guys for listening today. I really hope that was helpful for you. I really hope that you really tried to take that exercise and use it to your advantage. My hope for you in this channel is to help you gain clarity and help you stay motivated and stay on track with your health goals. You can always message me on Instagram or email me if you need anything. I'm always happy to answer questions, but I really hope that this was helpful for you guys and I can't wait to see you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you click the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, if you're interested in nutrition coaching, sign up for a free consultation at healthysoulnutrition.com. I'd love to hear about your goals and see if you're a good fit for my program. I hope you have a wonderful day and we will see you next time on Healthy Soul.